This episode is called The Calling of the Disciples. Join Sandy, Don, myself, Kevin, and our Minister of Music, Liz, as we walk through the Gospel of John. Today we are on the mile marker, verse 135 through 51, where John introduces his friends to Jesus. Look, there is the Lamb of God. Warning. The following contains biblical content, raw gospel, sudden and spontaneous worship, and something not preached everywhere, the Word of God. This is church formatted for the internet. Coming up next, now here they are, saints on a mission from God. I just love how John starts out with this uh, verse 35. The very next day, John was there again and two of his disciples as Jesus was walking right past them. John, gazing upon him, pointed to Jesus and said, look, there's God's lamb. Passion translation says there's God's sacrificial lamb, mm -hmm. which would mean that was a prophecy right yes. there. He just spoke it out. I just let that sink in a little bit. I mean, how many times do we just speak out a prophecy that we don't realize because it's not happening yet? Yes. Now you're making me ponder in my mind. Now we're pondering. That's yeah. that's pondering. Yeah. But that's good. Pondering is good. Yeah. And as soon as John's two disciples heard this, they immediately. What's another word for immediately? Suddenly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they left John. The poor guy's standing there, and they just run off and began to follow a short distance behind Jesus. Then Jesus turned around and saw they were following him and asked, what do you want? They responded, Rabbi, which means master teacher. Where are you staying? Jesus answered, come and discover for yourselves. So they went with him and saw where he was staying. And since it was late in the afternoon, they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. That's right. I read that and I was thinking, uh, what part of a day do we spend with Jesus? What, what percentage of our life are we spending with Jesus per day or per year? Exactly. And why would they want to spend time with him? Same reason we need to spend time with him. Right. Well, we were created to spend time with him. That's right. You know, that's where we forget is like, you know, who am I? Why was I created? Because those were the first questions I was asking when I didn't know who Jesus was. And why am I here? What am I supposed to do? spending time with him. Uh, they, they spent a day with it, with Jesus. Just think of all the uh, conversation. Yeah, and just being in his presence. Think about speaking, being in God's presence. I mean, right. I mean, right there, flesh and blood, right there. And I like what you were saying, Kevin, about uh, what do we do about, uh, how much time do we spend? And uh, I actually went to two church services on Sunday. Oh boy. Two, so I got double zapped. There you go. So I went out and heard my good friend Dave. Of, Were they same same subject? Oh no. No, because one was on the book of Esther at uh, the one church, and the other was on, was, a, was a summary, and it's great to go to a church service where they're summarizing for like the last six or eight weeks of study. Oh, there there you go. You get the condensed version. Well, right. I get the <laughs> I get the overview, and uh, and my my friend Dave is always one. He likes alliteration. Oh yeah. Where he had like five or six P's about uh, about 
Jesus. Now, am I going to see? Am I going to remember all six? Perfect, practical presence. No, it was a, a provision. Jesus is our provision. How many? How many uh, peas were there? Yeah, well, I was trying to remember how many there were. You know, because well, part of it is being a follower of Jesus Christ is that there's uh, persecution. Persecution. You know, provision. There was um, either peace or uh, judgment. Uh, there was persecution. Um, purpose. Purpose. Power. Provision. Peace or punishment. Oh boy. Because um, rejecting Christ, uh, there is a price to pay. Oh, that's another one, a P, price to pay. Right. Persecution, and the last one, which I, you reminded me of when you were saying, is how much time do we spend, is priority. How much do we put a priority in our relationship with Jesus Christ? Provision, peace, or purpose, persecution, purpose, power, price to pay, practice. Oh, did I say practice? No. Priority, but I would practice prayer. Yeah, practice and the prayer. The P's go on. And priority. That is our key question. I mean, that's our key question because in the passages that we're talking about in John where uh, he called out his first followers, uh, it's the same thing as that, how have we been called? How were you called, Kevin? You know, and how was I called? And what does it mean to be called? And what does it mean to be a disciple, a learner of Jesus Christ? And what are we to do uh, in in uh, in following Him? What does that mean? I mean, that's I mean it'll go go on uh, later as we study the Book of John, because these were the original followers. But but think about the supernatural encounters. Maybe you want to share. I mean, some of the other verses about. That's right. You know, where uh, was it Nathaniel that he saw under the fig tree? You know, uh, that he was saying, "You're believing me because I'm saying that I saw you under a fig tree." Right. A word of knowledge. Yeah, a word of knowledge. Is he? And Jesus used the word of knowledge. Yes. But of course, he is is all knowing, all powerful. He knows. He knows everything. That's right. Yeah, those peas are pretty important. But I think, um, as my brother Dave spoke when he uh, he gave the, the the message, is that priority that was the the key. Because if we make him a priority, we will be provided for. We will be given power, his power. We will be able. We w- will be given purpose. We will be given uh, um, the promises. We will be given. Um, and if we reject Jesus Christ, which is to me just kind of unthinkable, I'm, that's why I'm always sharing. I mean, I have to share because I want to tell people about Him, just as the uh, uh, the early disciples did. It says, as soon as the John's two friends heard this, that Jesus was across the street, they immediately began to follow a short distance behind Him, and that's uh, you. You ask. What was the, uh, when you first met Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, what did, what did you do? And then the uh, first two disciples, if you want to call them that, they said, where can we find you? You know, where, where do you live, Jesus? You know, where can I come to see you? Wow, yes. You know, where can I come to learn more about? Where, where can I be with you? That's right, that's right. Oh. And they spent a day with him finding it. Finding out, I wish I was there that day, mm-hmm. but it's the same as with 
you know, you or I, when I first was following a little bit behind Jesus, mm -hmm. sooner or later you'll be walking right next to him, but I was a little bit behind Jesus. You know, I didn't think I could live up to those standards, except I was suddenly realized that I was the only one with a Bible in my church. Mm. Mm. And I looked around and Stop I it. said, hey, I got to run across the street and follow Jesus here. Thank I want to know more about yes. this Jesus, master, teachers, this Messiah that everybody's been talking about is here the, and spend a day with him. Right. And like they called out the anointed one, you know, I mean, they, they just knew, you know, they knew as he passed by. And I'm thinking about my first encounter with him. It would have been if I was, you know, someone, well, it was that way. I didn't know who he was. And all of a sudden, suddenly, he speaks to suddenly. me. Suddenly. He speaks to me in a counseling session and says, uh, do not harden your heart, Sandy, but trust in me. And that, that's just, you know, I'm, I just put it together now. That's just like these first people experienced. They did. Is that, you know, because I didn't know who he was, yet he showed himself. He showed up in that room, that counseling session, and says, here I am. I am real. I love you and I care about you. Listen to me, repent and follow me. There it was. It's all in one package. It's like, yes. And um, that's what he said. Jesus' own words come and discover for yourself. Yes. You know, I mean, it's good to, it's good to go to two ch churches and hear, hear a man of, or a woman of God preach the Bible, preach the word. And that's what we are called to do. But what it comes down to is we have to discover for ourselves. Amen. That's right. We have to discover for ourselves. We have to seek after. He says, come to me, seek after me. In all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your paths. That's right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all. I mean, I could go on and on with the verses that, that come to mind in the Bible about that. He wants us to come to him. That's the message all the time. And that began with Jesus. Come to me. Come and follow me. Come to me. Yeah, just that short walk with Jesus, they learned more about him. They started to grow in the knowledge of his glory. Later on, we're going to read about Jesus. Uh, he said himself, he's the stairway between heaven and earth. Mm. And that's another question I had. You, He said to the, the, the new disciples, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. I mean, if he was, wasn't was there, even the angels could not come up and down. That's right. You know, if he wasn't there, we could not go up. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't think we'd want to come down after. No. 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 That's, um, That's verse 51. Nathaniel. I love the story about Nathaniel. In, uh, um, then Philip went to look for his friend Nathaniel and told him, we, we found him. We found the one we've been waiting for. Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth, the anointed one. He's the one that Moses and the prophets prophesied would come. Nathaniel sneered. That's what it says in the Passion Trans. Sneered. Nazareth? What good what thing could ever come from what good thing could ever come from Nazareth? And Philip answered, Come and let's find out. That's right. Come and let's find out. 
just just like a conversation at a bar i've heard that many times when uh god has put you in the right place you know they they would say uh what good is all this gibberish mm-hmm. just like nathaniel like what good could come out of nazareth how did nathaniel know that this jesus that they were talking about came from nazareth unless mm-hmm. he knew down inside that he knew that he knew that he knew that that was the one that was prophesied oh. mm-hmm. and born in a manger right they knew immediately they knew immediately but still this nathaniel had some doubts or or challenging you for more information yeah so what does it go on what is right. what does jesus go on and do what does he say in the next verses there kevin jesus answered nathaniel and said here comes a true son of israel Mm. an honest man with no hidden motive. And that Nathaniel used to being used to all false prophets Mm -hmm. and everything uh, says, how could this be? You know, he's looking for the angle of whatever was, you know, whatever they were selling. Right. And Jesus calls out to him and calls him an honest man. Right. Who doesn't have any hidden motives. Wow. And Nathaniel was stunned and said, but you have never met me. How do you know anything about me? But you have never met me. That's right. Like me. That's in right. In that counseling session. That's I had never right. met him. You've never met him. And suddenly, oh. Oh. there it is again. Suddenly, God was in the room. Jesus was in the room. That's right. Because he is the stairway between earth and heaven. And he's there right with us. You know, when you were talking about, uh, I just had an encounter at an Applebee's over the weekend, you know, uh, two days ago. And it was like, um, we were talking, I don't know how I, you know, God orchestrates discussions, you know, because we, you know, you kind of talk about things that aren't very important or you, you try to get some information, some background information, because I, you know, I, the best way to talk to somebody is you've got to find out about that person and listen to what they're, what they're telling you. And, uh, I don't know. Um, the Lord always steers. Uh, he's the one that takes the situations and and uh, and steers them. Um, and uh, I was just thinking about it as like um, what he always tells me. And I told this woman, uh, he always tells me, well, tell him about me. That's right. That's what he, it's, it's real that's, simple that's, all the time. Tell him about it. me. That's simple. And she said, yeah, I'm not of any, uh, you know, I'm not of any uh, religion. And I says, well, I'm not either. I says, uh, my life is based on re- my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I went on to share my testimony, and she said, you sound like, you sound like my, my father, because that's what he says. I said, well, I want people to know that Jesus Christ is real, and he wants to have a relationship with you right now. And I told her, I said, every day um, I talk with him and spend time with him, and he... Um, uh, he makes he makes me to to want to share his love with everyone I meet, and she was just you know you, you never know what's going to come from that discussion that I had with her, but she knew she she knew that what I was saying was real, and she believed in the supernatural, Kevin. I mean, she did. She told me she says there are things that are not coincidental, and I says, yeah, Jesus is specific, and he right. says, I want you to know me. And so that's our, that's just my goal. I Like I told her, I says, I can't, that's what he wants me to do is just tell him about him. And I says, I won't be reciting scriptures to people. 
I will just tell him about my encounters with him, and then I will share scriptures if if he tells me to to share. But that's uh, I mean the best thing I can do is share him. I mean what else is what else is important in my life? Just like that that last P priority. Are we making him a priority? And if we make him a priority, then we should be willing when he asks us. Well, I'm going to put these people in your life. Uh, what are you going to do about that? And it's like, well, I don't know. And uh, he always goes back to, well, tell them about me. Tell them about me, right? Yeah, and you can't, you can't lose on that because he's wonderful. He's been wonderful for me. He's been with me. He continues to be with me, and he's there for you. That's the word, all, all you listeners out there. He's there for you, and he's coming like he did with his first disciples, and he's saying, come and follow me. Come and spend time with me. You want to know where I live? You know, like that verse that you, you shared, Kevin, is like, that's, it's simple. It's so simple. It is. And just like, uh, just like John, when it, when it uh, said, and he prophesied, mm -hmm. this is the son of God, the lamb that was our sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, that had to be a word from God yeah. because he didn't know that, Jesus was going to wind up being sacrificed, literally. Exactly. And uh, and that's that's just when in your encounters, um, a word of knowledge like Jesus had with Nathaniel. You know, there was this uh, certain lawyer that uh, came into the mm -hmm. church for the first time, and he mm -hmm. sat in the back row. The preacher up front was preaching away and had a word of knowledge. He didn't say, hey, I have a word of knowledge. This is it. Which one of you does it pertain to? He just was talking, and part of his conversation was like with Jesus that, you know, I saw you sitting under the shade of a fig tree. Well, this lawyer, just like Nathaniel in verse 49, blurted out, I mean, it just came out of him that Teacher, you are truly the Son of God and the King of Israel. He wasn't talking about the teacher on the podium or platform. He wasn't talking about the preacher that, mm. that was listed on the front of your bulletin. He was talking about Jesus. Yes. That he just blurted out and suddenly realized that Jesus is Lord and accepted him right there on the spot, just all by himself in the back row. But he audibly stood up. That's right. And and acknowledge this before everyone before in everyone. that place. He didn't just sit there and go home and say, well, that was a nice sermon. Yeah. It, the oh. word of God oh. makes you move. Yeah. It just It's just, here's where we're going to lose half our callers, but the church needs another upper room experience. Yes. They need another move of the Holy Ghost in their life. They need something to move them, to move them from this place to that place where Jesus wants you to be. Exactly. Amen. Where we say, truly, he is the Son of God. That's right. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And one of the P's is, I will give you power. You will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You will cast out demons. You will do these things. And you will share. And you will have words for people. But it's like, like Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father saying. And I only do what I, what I see the Father doing. And now for some spontaneous worship. Let's ponder on this. The goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Your mercy never fails me. 
May the Lord be with you. The Prince of Peace will give you purpose, power, and provision. Amen. And guard you from persecution. Yes. Say that real fast, Peter yes. Piper. Yeah, Peter Piper. Of course, you had to use a couple of P's. That's good, Kevin. <laughs> that's, that's really good. But he will provide. He will give you provision, just like uh, we studied before. I mean, that Jesus, you know, he, he tells his disciples, uh, don't bring anything with you. No. You know, I'm going to be your provision. And if people accept you into their house, you stay with them. Oh, hello, Brother Don. I just uh, looked over. Uh, we were getting excited here. and uh, Yeah, we get caught up. Uh, I wasn't watching the uh, screen here. Uh, you've been saying some great stuff. So Great insight. So what, what do you have? Just like I Nathaniel, you need to blurt something out. I am impressed with how Jesus reacts to the the sneering Nathaniel. Yes, that's right. And I think what Jesus is doing is what is sometimes called the as-if principle. I don't know if you've bumped into that or not. No, it, let's uh, hear it. It actually comes out of child development. And, you know, what happens is that mothers and sometimes fathers will sit down with a baby and sort of have a conversation. And it'll go like this. They hold the baby, who's almost ready to talk, and they say something like, hey, how you doing? And the baby makes some kind of gurgling noise or some other kind of noise. And then the mom or dad says, you look like you're having a good day. And the baby makes some more noises. And then the parent says, oh, I see you're getting hungry. And then the baby makes some noises. And then you say, well, we'll get some yummy baby food. And the baby makes some more noises. <laughs> now, that's called the as-if principle because the parent is acting as if the baby understands, understands them. Oh, yes. And that the baby's responding as if the baby has said something. That the parent responds as if the baby has said something. And after a while, the baby gets the hang of it and starts making sounds that are more and more like words. And eventually, they are words. So the acting as if the baby's able to talk eventually results in talking. And the baby is learning to take turns in talking, and it's a major step forward in communication. And I really believe Jesus uses that same as-if principle with the sneering Nathaniel. Um, and he uses that principle with all the disciples. Um, but he acts as if they know what's going on, even though most of the time they're kind of clueless. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, uh, Jesus just continues to act as if they got it. And before long, they do get it. And I, I found that not only among the disciples, but the as if is throughout the Bible. You know, think about Moses at the burning bush and, He's not wanting to lead the nation of Israel, and, and God is speaking to him as if he could do it. Well, he can do it with God's help, but, but uh, he's kind of using the as-if principle there as well. That's exactly why uh, we need to follow that principle when uh, we call it witnessing to somebody or having a conversation with someone who has questions just like with Sandy there a couple of days ago and, and myself in the past, you don't need to uh, drive your point home. 
It's just like a like your baby principle that they're learning slowly and slowly how to form words, how to form the concept of there is a savior in their mind, which mm -hmm. I believe it's been written on their hearts, and they just have to realize right. what is going on. But it, it does take time, and just like a habit takes seven repetitions, it, I'm told, to form a good habit or a bad habit. Mm -hmm. Many times uh, somebody would have that same conversation of uh, who is this Jesus mm -hmm. seven or more mm -hmm. times before they realize and the light comes on. And that's one of those P's that I had heard on Sunday too. Or no, that what you what you said today, Kevin, because that this P was practice. Practice, right? You know, because people people ask me a lot of different times. Well, how do you how do you witness? How do you share? You know, how do you share? And it's like, well, you start as if you know. You know, you build bridges as you've talked about, Don. I mean, we have to build we have to build bridges between people. We have to let them know that we want to know more about them and that we care about them. And so we have to build a relationship and then uh, we need to follow whatever he is telling us how to share our life with him and how, you know, I like to share how my life has changed. And I can do that Perfect. in 30 seconds. I mean, I can do that in 30 yeah. seconds because I told that woman at, at, the, at Applebee's, I said, uh, the atmosphere in the room changed. It changed yeah. because it was the Holy Spirit. It was the presence of God Almighty in a right. speak coming to me, and it's like I didn't have a clue. And it's like, what? I'm, I'm getting all goosebumps. Bumps, you know. It's like, uh, what do I do? You know. It's like, yeah, what do I do? And it's like I responded to him because he said, you know, he told me I had a hardened heart. Yes, because I I rejected. I didn't know anything about him. And I had a hardened heart, and he says, do not harden your heart, but trust in me. The Bible doesn't say what they discussed when they went and spent the day with him That's right. in that room. But you just yeah. described what they discussed perfectly. Oh, I'm, I'm blown away, guys, right now. I mean, I am done, because I'm thinking about what was it like spending that time? And it's like my life changed drastically after my encounter with him because I was hungry. I had to spend time with him. I had to spend time with him. I had, and I was persecuted. I mean, I was told by family members, you're crazy. I can't spend any more time with you. And it's like, but it didn't matter yep. because I met him and I knew everything was going to be okay if I kept him as my priority, another one of those P's. And if I practice and I and, and let him provide for me. Found your purpose. What? Yeah. 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 Because it's like, <laughs> Up until that time in my life, well, yeah, why was I created? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why am I not working towards what I need? Right. I'm working towards, but I don't know what. Right. And my encounters with all pe people just like you too, Kevin, is like, yeah, why, you know, because they've, they've been real successful by American standards and all of those things, but they're, they, they feel empty. It's like, well, is this all there is? Is this what, is this why I'm supposed to be here? And, um. That's the question for every generation all over the world. Why am I here? Say, Don, we had a we had a question for you. Go. 40 to 41. Okay. One of the two disciples who heard John's words and began to follow Jesus was a man named Andrew. He went and found his brother Simon and told him, We have found the anointed one, which is translated the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet him. 
when Jesus gazed upon Andrew's brother, he prophesied to him, You are Simon, and your father's name is John. But from now on, you will be called Cephas, which means Peter the Rock. And that was my question, is why does Jesus change everybody's name when he meets them? I think because he looks deep within their character and sees what the potential is. Amen. I love it. And that's that's, right. Go on, Don. That's who they were coming. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Well, I realized, uh, I found out after, um, I mean, for many, many years, uh, my, my, my brother's name is Bill and my sister's name is Barbara. And my mother was going to call me Barnabas. And you know what Barnabas huh. means? The encourager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people have said to me, they said, Sandy, you're such an encourager. And I was thinking, that was spoken. God spoke to my mother about that name. And that's really who I am. Just like you're saying, I am Barnabas. I am that's the son right. of encouragement. Barna- and like, Barnabas is, and is I, right on. And that's I hadn't it. even thought about that, but that that's... That's why I love these podcasts, because then he brings this up about names. There it is. It fits right in. It does. And what you said, Don, I believe you're totally correct, is because he sees inside of how he created us and what our name should be. Well, he knew us before the beginning of time, it says, that uh, he probably had some idea of who we would be. Mm. Wow. I'm enjoying this. However, he let Adam... uh, name the uh, animals right but i believe god reserves the naming of us humans for himself that's why names are so important you know i was thinking because i became a christian and then we started having children and uh my my oldest his name is joel i named him we named him because of that and stephen with a ph like the martyr in the book Oh yes, yeah, Stephen, my my last son. Um, yeah, names. Yeah, names are really important. So Don answered the question. There you That's go. That's it, Don. Thank you. Because he knew us in the womb. He knew us before. I like Peter better than Cephas, though. Yes, it's yeah. got yeah. it's got a manly sound. Yeah, doesn't that have a better ring than <laughs> Cephas? Well, how you doing today, Cephas? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, we're funny. Ooh. But you know where Jesus tells, um, uh, let's see, tells Nathaniel, before Philip came to you, I saw you sitting under the fig tree. There you go. Yeah. Can you imagine what went through Nathaniel's head at that point? (laughs) Can you imagine what he's thinking? Yeah, like what else did you see? Um, Yeah. Yeah, what else did you see in my life? Ooh, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. This Jesus has told me and everyone else that I'm honest and have no hidden motives. Wow, has he been generous in his compliments, and yet he must have heard me sneer and say that nothing good comes from Nazareth. Mm-hmm. How can he do that? Yeah, is that an honest person that would say that? <laughs> There's yeah. Jesus right there from Nazareth. Is that what Jesus... Good point. And then... And then look at how he responds out loud. First thing he says is teacher or rabbi. In other words, he is owning his relationship with with Jesus. He's just met him, but he's now my rabbi, my teacher. And then he says, you are truly the son of God. He's speaking of how he's the Messiah. These are very strong faith statements and commitment statements right out of the beginning, because Jesus 
has called him for who he can be. And because Jesus knows that he's not quite there, and yet he says it anyway. And then he goes on and says, beyond rabbi and Messiah, the king of Israel. In other words, God Almighty. And these words just fly out of his mouth um, because he's never seen this Jesus before that we know of. It's just amazing how, how Jesus calling him for what he can be brings out these remarkable faith statements. And also that Jesus is a rather common name, but he specifies Jesus of Nazareth. And that's, that's just also showing that even though he was sneering, he knew deep down inside that this was the Messiah that was prophesied. Yeah. Because he paid attention in church <laughs> or, or a synagogue. Yeah, like you were saying, um, Don, it's like, here we go again. Suddenly, Nathaniel was changed. And he, all yeah. this comes out because once you're touched by Jesus Christ, once you're, you're you know, I, I always said that it's like I, I became a crazy man because I just wanted to spend time and proclaim from the housetops and everything else is that this is who he is. This is, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. This is my purpose. Mm -hmm. This is why I was created mm -hmm. is to follow him and bring his love to bring unity and peace and kindness to everyone around me. And that's through him. We have to be changed. We have to be changed. Yes. Like he yes. says, I came and I gave you a heart of flesh, God, not a faith heart of stone. And community. God, faith, and community. That's right. That's what we're talking about. Have you said much about Jacob's ladder in, in the passage? Well, I was just amazed uh, At that reading the Passion Translation that... Uh, Jesus is the stairway between heaven and earth. And I was wondering how that revelation came about. Jacob's ladder. There he is. Jacob's ladder. Yeah. And it also points to the fact that Jesus is in some way both in heaven and earth. Yes. He was then. He always has been and still is. Amen. That somehow he connects heaven and earth. Um, mm -hmm. He is God. He is man. It goes along with that. And to think he's got this ladder and the angels are going up and down this ladder. Uh, messengers, it says here, but messengers is another name for angels, oftentimes in the Bible. And so why are those angels going up and down? Yeah, why I are they going up and down? I think they're taking our questions to God, and Jesus is the intercessor who conveys that, and that's the picture of the ladder. And that's why they would call them messengers. Yeah, yeah. And when God intervenes, the angels bring the intervention down, and and uh, God uh, makes a difference in our lives. Um, and and it's just an interesting picture: those angels going up and down, conveying messages to God. God conveying messages to us. God intervening. Uh, our seeking the Lord. It's a constant process, mm -hmm. and it's all through Jesus mm -hmm. because he's the latter. And that goes along and with, I, think, go I, I was going to say, that goes along with some of the stories in the Old Testament where an angel of the Lord appeared before him, or the angel of the Lord came upon her. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are the messengers right from God. 
And in some cases, scholars even believe that was Jesus himself in those uh, mm -hmm. times of conveying a message from heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through which the prophet spoke. Amen. But I just love the thought of that ladder being um, touching base right here in my room, wherever I am, the bottom of the ladder, Jesus is right there. And the other end of that ladder is God, the father almighty mm -hmm. on the throne. And um, it, it just overwhelms me to think about that. Yeah. The passion translation reads, then he said, and these are words in red, Jesus, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. Mm. Yeah. Just like when the Jesus was carrying the cross to, mm. to the mountain uh, or to the hill, mm. that cross was on his back just as the uh, angels go up and down from heaven. And that cross made a way for us, which is the ladder to heaven on the back of the Son of Man, Jesus, that allows us to climb that ladder to heaven. Yeah. The one who is yeah. the stairway between heaven and earth, it says. No, no elevator here. <laughs> and a direct connection. That's right. Like you say, right to your, right to your living room, right to everyone's living room where they are sitting right now or in your car. It is really incredible. When you think about God on the throne, I, I think of the Revelation pictures of God on the throne, surrounded by the saints, Jesus at the right hand, the Holy Spirit involved in the prayers of the saints. You have this vivid picture of God, so high, so almighty. We just, we have to fall on our faces before him. And yet, here is this ladder that goes directly from the throne of God, directly to wherever we are. Wow. I'm thankful for a cell phone, but I'd much rather have the ladder. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This, yeah, uh, just that vision of the ladder. I don't know about you two guys, but uh, I've had dreams uh, where there's been ladders in my dreams. I don't know if you guys have huh. had that happen. And I think it's pertinent. It's brought up in through my spirit right now is that I remember climbing up ladders and uh, and kind of slipping on some of the rungs and uh, having different uh, levels of difficulties and stuff and uh, what came to my spirit as you were discussing about uh, uh, the stairway and that uh, to heaven the ladder is that that has been my quest because during dreams at night it's like he's saying come up you know come up the ladder come up come up to me and that just fell into place in my spirit and in realizing that's what it is that's my quest is to is to come into the throne room to come into the throne room to be at his feet and to climb that yeah. ladder and let nothing stop me from climbing that ladder to reach uh to reach to him because that's why he created me is to is to spend time with me and let let me know how much he loves me and how much um, that's why he died for me so that I could have that relationship with the father like he has, although his relationship is different, but it's like the father, he wants us to come to the father through him. 
he does. Mm. So that's the latter. That was the, it came to mind to me is because I've had lots of dreams about climbing ladders and being in the Coast Guard. I, uh, you know, that's what they're called. The ladders are stairways from uh, deck to deck, as uh, Kevin knows too, being a Navy guy. That's right. When the man calls from up uh, top deck, you have to climb the ladder to get to him. Exactly. Yeah. Just okay. like when God calls you. That's right. The captain is at the top. He's That's in... right. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I I like those comparisons. I do. Cuz they're real life comparisons. They really are. You know, he just kind of shows you, "Yep, I'm uh, I'm at the top of that ladder, uh, but I am reachable. Just come. Mm. Just come. Come as you are." That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, we've we've gone our hour it's, and and it's, I, I it's, keep telling Kevin, yeah. I, keep, I just keep telling Kevin, I've just yeah. got to be quieter. It, just it's the to... hour of Babel, not the Tower of Babel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hour of Babel. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we're just giving another P, Pablum. Pablum. That's, well, that's why when you start out with the... Uh... I, I need to do this, you know, because I'm really built up. I hope people that are out there listening is that they're feeling God's spirit and him talking to yes. each one. That's, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's the goal that I want because uh, that's what it's all about sharing. Come and let's yeah. let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out about Perfect. him. Yeah, so people come to our website and they can find out more about Jesus as we walk through the gospel of John. And did I understand you're making a video as well? It's, I'm looking at the future, but I have the capability of broadcasting us in our control room over the uh, free conference call, which doesn't help, uh -huh. doesn't help people on phones. But uh, if somebody goes to our meeting wall, they can, mm. we could have our, you, you could see inside the control room here while we sit across from each other. Well, if you do that, then set up an extra camera and get a sock pop puppet. And whenever I talk, just move the sock <laughs> A sock. <laughs> there we go. A sock puppet. Oh, Don. Yeah, this is... Well, they, you are good. That's good. That Don. can be, yeah. Or maybe even upgrade it to a Muppet or something, you know. <laughs> Elmo. Elmo, there we go. Elmo, there you go. Dono, we'll have Dono. I'm sure my granddaughter's got one in the back. Yeah, we can uh, yeah, have a voice-actuated face on it so it starts talking. <laughs> stop it. Will you stop it? Oh. I mean, technology, there's no that's, end to well, it. That's true. So what are we going to be, wow. uh, uh, what part of John are we, are we in John 2 next week? We oh. are... Ready to begin three, aren't we? Oh, is it John? We're still in John one. Um, this was John one thirty-five through fifty-one, so it'll be the uh, beginning of John two. Beginning huh? of John two. Two. Okay. John Jesus two. comes okay. to a wedding. You can always go to our meeting wall, and in the meeting resources section or little box there, you can download our uh, workbook that I'm currently using myself. This was the calling of the disciples, John chapter 1, verse 35 through 51. And uh, there's three check boxes right below the title there asking how do you apply this with your God, with your faith, and with your community. 
and that's what I use as a worksheet for myself. I just, uh, God, I put uh, Jesus is God on earth, as it's been revealed in this God, Faith, and Community series. Uh, under faith, I remarked, don't let religion stand in the way of your faith, and that came out today quite with uh, through conversations uh, even outside of this <laughs> studio and community. Jesus is the stairway between heaven and earth, I put as community, because uh, that's what the stairway is for. The more community we have, the more knowledge we have of, uh, of God, and the more people that will be passing that's right. to heaven when they leave the earth. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church. A network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations.